1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show today we have a really interesting guest coming on i'm super excited for a conversation today I haven't brought in a guest on um, that specializes in the same stuff that this um, gentleman does so really excited for some conversation today the guest i'm bringing on will Kesselman he's the founder of CP strategy he's also about to launch his podcast getting yourself out. What he does is consulting and coaching services to help um, people going through high conflict, divorce, maybe domestic violence, narcissistic narcissistic abuse, all kinds of things. So he's got a lot uh, to talk about, and I'm really excited to have you on today. Thanks so much for coming on. How's it going, Will?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, you betcha, and it's a pleasure having you as well. You know, um, you you've got a lot on your belt, and I really am excited to you know have some takeaways and talk about what what you what you're up to, and um, take it from there. So, you know, before we really jump in, do you mind just going ahead and just telling us a bit of your background? How did you get to where you are today?
2: Sure. Uh, so I was actually uh, in school. And a couple of my classmates were uh, in the agency that I'm in right now and for the government in New York state, New York city. And I asked questions and it sounded pretty cool. And I figured, okay, you know, I'll do it for two or three years. I get skills when it comes to assessing, and understanding people and um, getting a better feel for people in situations, especially when it comes to trauma and those kinds of things. And then I'll move on to Um, clinical psychology or forensic psychology or whatever, 15 15 years later, I'm still there. So it says something in terms of uh, the fulfillment that I get from the work that I do. Uh, When it was only supposed to be a three-year plan, it's now a 15-year plan. And um, yeah, uh, and part of that includes my own personal traumas as a child, um, child abuse, and especially uh, bullying, teasing in school and the community and all over the place and the local neighborhood uh, playgrounds and stuff. Uh, and that had an impact on me and I didn't fully grow enough from that to the point where I was married to someone who's more narcissistic and, um, about six, possibly seven years ago, we're divorced now, uh, it was a 10 year marriage. And that was my own learning curve when it comes to those pieces. And here I am trying to help the world for the last 15 years, when it comes to my government job on top of the consulting and coaching that I do as well.
1: Incredible, incredible. Tell me, Will. Today, what is your biggest focus within your coaching and, and your your job? What is your biggest focus and desire right now?
2: My my focus is to help each person at a time. It's to help person have anyone. Usually, it's a mom or a dad going through. Usually a high conflict divorce, or they're being abused by someone, whether it's a same sex uh, situation or marriage or whatever. And it's getting out, it's getting out safely. Or if you are in a toxic workplace, or again you're, you know, with someone that's co parenting, or you know the faith based situation, same church, same synagogue, same whatever, and someone's there who's more controlling and manipulative. There's ways, there's words, there's ways to reduce all those issues so that you have a better outcome. I'm all about better outcomes. Whatever the situation might be, it's all about someone who's controlling the manipulative, and there's better ways and better outcomes to have those situations work for you, not against you.
1: Interesting. Now, tell me a bit about, you know, um, I guess, my yeah, let's talk a little bit about, you know, with your consulting company, what is like, you know, we have a lot of, wins with you know being entrepreneurs and hitting that five six seven eight figure um what are some of the challenges that you have faced throughout that journey and that might be
2: relatable to people listening
1: (laughs) because we know next level next devil (laughs) each
2: each level is its own can of worms its own set of um adversity let's call it right and so for me the biggest thing is that people asking me what I do and I explain and they're like, well, you're not here, you're not there. You know, in business, you're supposed to find someone who's either very close or does pretty much what you do. And then it's just to f- follow their lead in terms of how they market and their messaging a little bit and their copy, their words and all that kind of stuff. There really isn't anyone that does what I do. My, se- my secret thing, my main thing is revealing or bringing out to the world, the understanding of police and child welfare and the court system on top of the narcissists and domestic violence and all those situations of power and control. But the main thing, again, is bringing out the information of police and child welfare, which took me four years, by the way, to fight the government to be able to do. And so- Congrats, my friend. Uh, thank Congrats. you. And so I've been on podcasts before with established business people. And I'm, and I'm saying like, there's no one like me out there. They're like, yep, you're right. And I'm like, it's great to have the validation, but it's like darn because it's frustrating. So there's no one to emulate. There's no one to say, hey, I can follow their lead. And it's so much easier to see someone right. else and to say, okay, they're doing all these things. Let's start from the from the beginning, and we'll work my way up to where they are and whatever. But when there's no one like there out you, so I let no one, no one like you out there. I apologize for the wording there. Um, You're fine. So you're like, OK, well, I have to copy this person for that and that person for this and this person for a third thing and that person for a fourth thing. And so that's essentially what's been happening. And where I am now is great, but it's been a longer road than it could have been if you know I was able to find someone where it's like they're now a leader in their situation. Got you.
1: Yeah. It, you mean, yeah. I mean, you're doing it all on your own. You're kind of figuring out the pathway for people, um, who come after you, you know, you didn't have that in front of you to follow. I mean, you got to follow a bunch of people I- I- in different areas, but that can be very challenging. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Now you tell, tell me it. a bit of, yeah. Well, I mean, what you're doing is incredible. And I think like all the power to you because we need more people out there like you. You truly do in this world. And I think it's incredible what you're doing. You know, Nick, tell me, or sorry, Will, tell me a little bit about, you know, um, one of the topics in regards to maybe narcissist abuse. Um, Mm -hmm. Go ahead and tell me a little bit about that. Let's get our listeners um, some valuable information in regards to that. I know that you have all the, the the knowledge behind that so sure
2: yes so I mean there's a lot to say but since we're coming up to the 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 peak dating period leading up to new years and that kind of stuff so narcissism is one thing and then domestic violence abusers is another and they're both part of power and control a person being dominant controlling manipulative those kinds of things so if we're talking about a narcissist specifically a narcissist will At the very beginning, be the one that is very attentive and asks a lot of questions, and you feel as if they really care about you. They see you, they hear you, they're supporting you. But ultimately, what they're doing is is they're essentially scouting you out. They're canvassing or whatever word you want to use from law enforcement. um, And they're getting all the information they can to them and use it to manipulate you. Because ultimately, it's not about them being a well-adjusted human being to know about you it's for them to use information against the person usually what's called the narcissistic feed for example um and that's where things change is once it goes from this person asking questions and looking attentive and looking like they're interested to then switching into this back and forth in terms of um, love bombing and trauma bonding and the pieces when it comes to you know, first showing love and then pulling back and back and forth and all those things. That's when things change. Now, as people, even for myself, remember, I, I mentioned that I was married to someone who was more narcissistic. So I was right. having my traumas both at home and at work. Normally, what you have is work can be a refuge if a person is working and going through abuse at home. And then at home, you have the issue or work is toxic and at home is not. In my case, I had both. And so... That that was not very easy. It was trying. I'm not gonna lie, but you learn a lot from those kinds of things. And so, what happens is that our emotions cloud our judgment. So, like I'm trying to say for myself, having gone through it both at home and at work, people are like, well, you should have known better. You're trained in this stuff. And I know therapists who are married to abusers or narcissistic abusers. I know um, police officers, detectives, a whole bunch of different. Different professionals who could who should know better and they, they they don't and it's not about not knowing better it's because the emotions cloud judgment and especially for a guy when we talk about taboo stuff we talk about you know men are not supposed to be weak quote unquote we're not supposed to talk about our feelings we're not supposed to be victims and that kind of thing you know there is that whole element of you know taboo and um stigma that really plays a role in as a male or man who's um, been abused or gone through those things. And there's many men out there who need help. And, you know, that's part of part of that. But my point though is back to the point, the emotions cloud judgment. And like I said before, there are many professionals have been through it and, people are like, well, they should have known better. And it's not about that. It's about the emotions clouding judgment. We we go into a relationship not saying, well, let's try and find something wrong with them. No, we go in there with an open mind, and then emotions carry us. Look, we're here now on this podcast right now because emotionally, I wanna give to the world and you're here in terms of not just your job, but you wanna help people have platforms and other pieces too. We buy stuff off emotion. We stop watching TV off emotion. We go to the movies, whatever we do, it's off emotion. It starts with a thought and goes to emotion. And so emotions then become that cloud that don't let us see thoughts for what they are. I mean, it's the same thing with men or women parents staying in a divorce for, for quote unquote too long for the sake of the kids, the sake of this, the sake of that. We rationally know what we should be doing, but then it's like, it's not so easy. And it's not so easy. Yeah. It is no. not so easy, but it's the emotions it's not easy. that cloud everything. And that's the point. So and that's really what I wanted to dive into for that question, because there's a lot to it that I think needs to be discussed. So anyway.
1: Yeah, no, and I think it's 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 right. Like a lot of people, you're like, oh well, why are they doing that? They should know better. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, but you know what? Like, had you been in their shoes, it's the emotion. I totally, I I totally can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But tell me a little bit about more about you know what you're working on right now. What's your biggest desire in the next year with your business and with everything that you're doing at the moment and trying to help people.
2: Sure. So um, the short term of that one year is launching the podcast, which has been a dream of mine to do um, because like I mentioned before, because what I do is a little bit different, people Mm -hmm. need to have airtime with me, get to feel who I am, get to know me better Mm -hmm. and trust, no, like, no, like, and trust as we say in the business world. And Part of that is, you know, I've, I've been through PTSD in terms of the job. So sometimes I can come across talking a bit too quickly or maybe a bit too intense. When you do something for 15 years, as intense as what I've done. And it's not as if, you know, I have some, some, whatever, it's just that I have to learn to decompress a bit better. I, I'm honest and I'm, I'm open about that. And so allowing, um, those who need my help and my services, my guidance to have more airtime and say, you know what? Yeah, he can be a little bit, Intense because he's in New York and whatever. And he did what he did. But ultimately he's pretty chill and he's pretty cool. And he knows his stuff. He's able to explain it. And we see the information. We get value from his podcast. Or, you know, I'll be doing a webinar series uh in uh if not January and possibly February. I plan on doing a whole bunch of stuff and I have a, actually created a system for an ebook build out. So the first ebook should be out extremely soon, if not today, it'll be tomorrow. It's based that's on that's so exciting. Yes. It's a mini ebook that'll be complimentary. Uh, The value is about 47 bucks and it's based on two things. One is the wet system stands for words, emotions, and time, because I believe that a person should only at the very least be responsible for themselves. You know, it's easy to say that I'm with a narcissist or I'm with an abuser. I'm going to profile them or whatever, but again, emotions cloud judgment. So it's a little harder to profile the person who's abusing you given the traumas and the emotions on top of that. So at the very least start with yourself, start with your words, start with your emotions and feelings and start with your time. With time it's, do you reply right away or do you wait? You take a breath, do you slow down your speech? And I'm doing yeah. this on purpose now so people feel the difference in terms of when you slow things down, it's calmer and everything else. Right. And so, you know, Words, Emotion, Time is the one part. And the title of the mini ebook is Three Tips to Divorcing a Narcissist That the Public Doesn't Know. And the reason why I say public doesn't know is because I'm trying to bring light to a lot of information, but at least three things that are based in the CPS world, the police world, and the judge court world that the public isn't really. Able to, to know or see. We watch TV all the time, but TV does not show, does not shine a light on what not the real, the real. Thing is exactly not the real thing when it comes to you know police, how they think and their protocols, child welfare, especially, their protocols and how they think, how to really connect with those people so that if you're being abused, you control the narrative because no one should ever have their power taken away from them. And the abusers and the narcissists love to do that to control whatever's going on and not let you have your say or your protection your safety your sanity feeling good and that kind of stuff so
1: incredible incredible what what you're doing is helping those and there's so many people that we don't even realize going through it that even the ebook like a lot of people won't even say they're going through it but if they have this sort of resource thank god right to help them
2: yeah yeah, yeah, and in terms of statistics, super quickly, right? So before yeah, the pandemic, before the pandemic, uh, give or take 11% of men reported being abused, sexually abused, or intimate partner violence, which is a new word for domestic violence. It was DV now it's IPV, and after the pandemic, for men alone, it jumped to about 22% of men reporting. So it basically doubled during and after the pandemic. Now, in terms of women, it's always hovered around 30, 33%, give or take, of those who report, okay? And then it jumped to about 35, possibly 40 in terms of during and post-pandemic. What's the kicker is that, and this is all from NADV, the National Association of Domestic Violence, all these big agencies that are saying this, where the underreported, those who don't report, it's anywhere from 10 to 25%. So if you add up 22% of men, and about 35% of women, and then you figure another 20, 10 to 25% of both men and women don't report, you're looking at half the population in the United States as an example. So if the United States has 400 million people, and let's say 250 million adults or 300 million adults, whatever the number is, okay, now you're looking at at least 100 to 100 million people who are going through abuse and that kind of stuff. Yes, people need help. And I encourage anyone listening that if you need guidance or advice, you're going through something, reach out to someone you trust. So the numbers Absolutely are Absolutely huge.
1: huge. And a question, why do you think throughout COVID numbers have gone up
2: with men? So, well, both with men and with women, but especially with men, I think the numbers went up because people were trapped in their homes. Like I mentioned before for myself, right? You know, normally Mm -hmm. people, you know, it's atypical to be trapped at home and then sort of at work have, you know, um, sort of listening to the same stuff or PTSD from from various things from work and then also from home in that sense of the the abuse of the trauma at work and also at home. But people usually had the home as the refuge or the work as the refuge whatever it was. During the pandemic, people were stuck at home. They were working at home. So if they're abusers at home, they're not traveling anymore. They're not, you know, um, people who have traveling professions or whatever, if those were the abusers, or if your abuser always lived at home, now you're all stuck at home and there's nowhere to go. There's no outlet. There's no, I'm going out with friends for the weekend, or I'm going out with a friend for the night or whatever the, whatever it is, there's nowhere to go. You're stuck. And so the numbers shoot up. And because of, Increase right. in podcasts, increase of other other resources available, online increase in terms of people's userships and, and that kind of stuff. People are like, oh well, I have this and I'm gonna to start to speak out. And that courage allowed men, I think, to speak out a bit more, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. Wow, it's incredible the numbers. And yes, like podcasting, ebooks, all those things that are helping people. And like I'm sure, like you mentioned, there's so many that don't even that we don't even know about right mm. so it's incredibly like uh, useful having these resources for those mm-hmm. ones who are not ready to open up and share their story right and talk about the abuse so, so yeah. tell me yeah. a little bit about your podcast and know that you're thinking about launching it in the year. now what are your intentions behind it
2: yeah so the name of the podcast is getting yourself out and it's to empower as all i can do is guide right so yeah. it's to empower anyone usually women but also men going through different kinds of situations where their power what well, where their their power is being taken away and their control is being taken away and i want to help empower those who are going through something so if you're in a very um, controlled abusive situation like domestic violence or ipv yeah. then i want to give people the tools to know the go bag, what should be in a go bag, how to handle the finances, at least save some money to be able to escape, how not to have this person who's abusing you know you have a go bag, it doesn't stick out. It's not, they're not gonna catch it. They're not gonna see it because that can really, really impact you you getting out, but also you being able to get out ever again, possibly. It gets really heavy, really dark, really quickly. Same thing with, if you're in a toxic work environment, how to handle those things, how to get out from that situation. Or if you're co-parenting, how to get out from being under the thumb of the person who's the other parent, who's not listening or wants to dominate or wants to control or sole custody or whatever the case is. And any other situation where a person's power and control is being taken away, I want to help empower people getting out. So I'm going to be having, I have actually have a bunch of lawyers agreed to be on my podcast. And I'm going to be asking them the hard questions because one of the worlds, so to speak, that is not so understood or open for someone going through a divorce is the world of the lawyer. And it's like, well, I gave them all the information. Why aren't they using it? And what's the, the, the dissonance, what's the, the A to B what's the, why is there a gap and how do we bridge that gap so that someone going through or needing any kind of legal advice or whatever, um, how they get it, but also what lawyers can and cannot do. People assume, for example, that lawyers, you know, are the be all and end all when it comes to investigations and that kind of stuff. And for the most part, most lawyers don't know about investigations. Those who do investigations like myself, like a consultant, and there are many others also, um, we understand you know, what to say or not to say, how to say it, how to navigate it, all those pieces, right? And so I wanna help people getting out of whatever they're in, whether it's a bogus CPS case or people using the police bogusly or whatever. So I'm gonna have, you know, coaches and cops, I haven't asked cops yet, but cops eventually, even narcissists, there's a few narcissists on TikTok and YouTube who are self-proclaimed, and I want to have them on my podcast as well, to ask some the tough questions, to bring to light a lot of stuff that either people assume or that some studies say is one way for narcissists, where other studies say it's a different way in terms of how narcissist is or their underlying, you know, uh, emotions and Um, thoughts and behaviors and that kind of stuff I want to bring to light a lot of stuff that I don't think people ask enough questions about in my opinion Um, and that's why I want to help people get out of whatever they're in so that's why it's called getting yourself out
1: this is incredible I think you're going to have a podcast that's like no other with in terms of who you're going to be interviewing which is huge Now, I do have a question about your consulting and your your coaching and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, What is, without the podcast, because I know it's not started yet, but what does your Mm -hmm. client acquisition look like? How do you get these clients? Is it normally from like an on-scene investigation or do they reach out to you? Tell me a little bit about your client acquisition and how that process works.
2: Yeah, so I very much try and separate any perception of any investigator calling me to say, Hey, you need to help somebody out. I don't want someone being accused of being inappropriate or crossing a line or that kind of stuff. So most of my, all my clients, not most all of my clients are either word of mouth uh, from former clients or uh, from podcasts or from going on to different social media apps or um, you know, whether it's Facebook ads or whatever, whatever else, it's basically one way or another where um, clients end up in my uh, Facebook groups or some some way of interacting with me outside of the world of investigations. And okay. then they're like, oh, OK, so what you're saying makes sense. We saw this post. We saw this whatever. We heard you speak wherever. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going through this. Let's talk about it for a bit because they want to, get to know me. I want, I want to, get to know them.
0: And I may not be the best person for somebody, yeah,
2: but I may not be the best person for them also. There may be someone else that might be a bit bit better for them. The goal is to help people. It's not to like acquire as many clients as possible. It's to really provide service and help and give to the the community, to the marketplace, to people. Um, And so that's what I'm doing for right now. I think the podcast will be a much better avenue for me, which is why I want to start the podcast. And um, here we are.
1: This is also incredible what you're doing. And I, I, yeah, like I said, podcasts are incredible, especially for, of course you're going to be adding value and helping people, but also the connections you're going to make just Mm -hmm. by interviewing and all the opportunity that's going to come for it as well to grow your business. And it's not about the money and stuff like that, but to really make that difference and that's what you're going for. Right. Which is huge. So, that's incredible. I just want to thank you so much, you know, Will, for coming on and talking about what you're doing, you know, with the coach, divorce, domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, toxic workplace, um, and being one of those people that we can trust to help us get through that, you know, and if anyone listening is, you know, looking for someone like that to help them through these hard times, what would be the best way to go ahead and, you know, connect with you?
2: so they can go to the website it's called control and power strategy and it's called that because those who dominate try and take away your power than control so i flip the script on that that's why it's the reverse so it's control and power they can find me in the two facebook groups that i run they can find me on all the social media platforms if it's not control and power strategy it's cp strategy and you can find me pretty much anywhere um I'm on different social media apps. that can find me there. By all means, reach out. I do reply to everything. I might take a few days here or there, but um, please reach out. I'm here to help. And uh, thank you for having me on. I do appreciate it. Seriously.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you on, you know, d- discussing these topics that we don't often discuss and really l- shining a light on, on some of the things that are going on. So thank I you. appreciate you. It. Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six figure, five, six, seven, eight figure entrepreneur and want to come onto the show, just like Will did, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, Will, and we'll catch everyone in the next episode. Thanks.
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.